back to throw. Young almost falls down. Throws to the end zone. Throws to the end zone. What is going on, 49er Faithful? Welcome back to a new episode of Move the Chains. Uh, we're coming at you here now officially in August, which means one thing, preseason football is right around the corner. Before I continue any with me, as always, is Alex. What's up, Alex? What's up, Sean? What's up, 49ers Faithful? What's going on, man? Yeah, like I said, you know, it's it's officially August. So you guys have been in training camp for a little over a week now, I think. So, uh, Alex, I know, you know, we've, we've mentioned before, man, we're back to our days in school together. Um, this is a time of year where you know, Madden is coming out, right? And we're, we're getting ready to go back to school. So, yeah, yeah. I know those years we weren't quite as good as we are today, but you know, it, it always reminds me, right? Looking ahead to the roster and who's going to be playing where this year, right? Yeah, man. Um, I'm excited for the the uh, scrimmage, uh, I guess, the, the joint practice with the Las Vegas Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo. It would be fun to see him again near 49er players. But uh, you're right, Sean. Actually, um, except for one thing, fuck Madden. Madden sucks, man. <laughs> I haven't had a Madden game in, in years. I don't know. I purchased Madden in, God, I want to say probably 2012 was the last time I bought it. Just uh, I, it, it stopped rewarding football knowledge, and it became more of a video game than it was a football game, if that makes any sense. So. Just, yeah, it just became another, another way to make money, another way to make income for the company for the NFL. But um, you know, yeah, EA Sports. If you're listening to this, you're not in the game. <laughs> you bring a, a good point, Sean. You know, so many years, so many bad teams. This year, it feels it feels like this team is stacked, man. I'm looking around position by position. And we have notable players. We have um, uh, all first team, second team, all pro, pro bowlers. We have them all over offense, all over defense. I'm even excited for our kicker, man, our rookie kicker, Jake Moody. You know, it, it, there's there's a there's a scale and there's there's a balance. Is you know, are there cons to having too many good players? You know, sometimes what comes to my mind is. Is there enough ball for each for each person? You know, we have Debo, we have Kittle, we have McCaffrey, Eli Mitchell, we have Ayuk, who's supposed to be having a breakout year. There's a lot of good things coming out from camp about Brandon Ayuk. He is uh, locked in. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he saw how much Debo got paid a few years ago, and that is motivating him to make sure he gets you know his his his, his money, his big contract, his big break. So, what yeah, do you think, Sean? As much as Kyle Shanahan stresses the blocking and you know the complete part of the playing game, that's not going to get you the big money contract, right? You still have to put up the stats to, yeah, to ask for that big money. Which and like you know, you saw it with Debo, and like you mentioned, yeah, actually they're saying that Ayuk is absolutely locked in, you know, with his route running, with his understanding of the concepts and system. Now this is what year four for him now, so yeah. Is this is this the new? Is this the um? I guess the blueprint 
for a team that has no legitimate. Well, we have a starting quarterback, but you know, you know how you you know you know what I mean. We're like in this weird limbo, and we we've been in limbo for fights, years. Right? Can you do enough around him that yeah, you know, it doesn't down to the quarterback? Right? Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, if you go back to the last fourth quarter of the Super Bowl or the fourth quarter of the Rams championship game, you know, and again, I, I'm not I'm not one to, to bash Jimmy Garoppolo or anything like that, but. It catches up. At some point, the lights are in the eyes of the quarterback, and he's going to have to go get the job done. And as much as you prepare around it or game plan or scheme around it, he does have to make plays at a certain point. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, that seems to be the strategy, man. I mean, look, we're absolutely loaded. Uh, I think one thing I want to add to that, though, hopefully this is the first year where, you know, Kittle was kind of banged up going into the season a couple years ago. Brandon Ayuk was in the doghouse one year. Or he didn't show up ready, I think, in his second year. Debo has had a couple off years in between that monster 2021 season. I mean, he himself admitted it. He did not have a good year last year. He wasn't in shape. Yeah. This year, yeah. I mean, like I said, just again, repeating for IU, Debo apparently looks to be in great shape. I think Kyle Shanahan had a funny quote. He says, I've never been so excited to see a picture of another man shirtless. But Debo <laughs> yeah. is looking good, apparently. So. And again, we've mentioned this before on, on, on air, his going back to college, you know, he would go on spring break or, or winter break or whatever it was. He said, yeah, he would just be in his dorm room binging on pizza and playing video games. And, you know, certain people have that trait with their with their body. They can put on weight, you know, in, in a heartbeat. So, you know, again, I think for him to be fully in shape, healthy, IU, Kittle, McCaffrey, and then at the next level, I put guys like Eli Mitchell, Jennings, and Juice. I mean, this is as good of an offensive roster we've had since, uh, I mean, 94. I mean, definitely definitely since 98, maybe even since 1994. Yeah, just a, a, a complete team. How, I mean, you can argue we, we're we the best team in the NFL, and we don't even have um, – we don't have, a, I, I guess, a, a, a distinguished official starting quarterback for week one, right? Brock Purdy is throwing, but – his availability for week one or his capability is still uh, in question. Something that he, he actually broke his ribs against Tampa Bay. Brock Purdy? So he played the rest of the way with broken uh, broken rib. Yeah, the classic, uh, there was an injury that's uh, right. withheld until the season's over. See, but to me what that adds to is that, okay, how fragile is this kid, right? I mean, we with Garoppolo, we knew that was one of his red flags. I remember when he got drafted. I, I really wrote, I wanted the Niners to draft Garoppolo back in 2014 because you know we had no backup, and I figured he'd, he'd be available the later rounds. Uh, or if he was there, I wanted to take him, I should say, right? But his red flag was injuries, and sure enough, you know, the guy was injured pretty much every year. Of the year. All right, so I'm not saying that's the case, but when you hear something like Oh well, you know, yeah, like you said, uh, well, I had an injury the entire season, kind of thing. Yeah, see, that's that's actually, um, you know, go, going back to having all these weapons. That's that's one of the pros of of having all these weapons is if there are injuries, right? We have Eli Mitchell, we have McCaffrey, and we have Debo, and I feel like Cal uh, Shanahan is going to be using them in very similar ways. If one of them goes down, you know, we have the other one to, um, you know, I guess share uh, share the uh, the load. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Actually, I think he has done this. I mean, I think that it was last year in the game where Garoppolo got hurt against Miami, and it came out that he'd be out for the year. 
somebody posted a picture of Kyle at his press conference the next day, and he's kind of just in a in a hoodie and a, one of his hats and a cup of coffee in his hand. And when they took the picture, he's kind of like his eyes are half closed or like he's blinking. Mm-hmm. They put before and after from the day he got hired in his suit, clean shave, and everything. Versus that picture, and he has like a full beard. <laughs> and like, yeah, what three years of injuries and you know, <laughs> yeah. no quarterback or five years, whatever it is, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, you're right. There's certainly an injury aspect to it as well. Uh, I think you saw last year we overestimated you know, the running back situation, right? But I think right before McCaffrey got there, that's when we were losing some games. You know, Mitchell was was injured. Wilson Jr. playing. And look, we said this last year about him, nothing against him, but he was not meant to be in every down back, right? He was losing his all. Yeah, Eli Maybe Mitchell. That trade because we didn't have yeah, at the receiver spot, you know, or I don't know, I think there's a lot of a lot of depth there. Hopefully hopefully we can get one, you know, a sustained run this year with all those guys healthy. You know, and, and see what, what happens. With all the uh, offensive weapons? Yeah. I, I was uh, I was sharing with, with you, Sean, earlier. I sometimes feel like you know, like having all of your weapons is more of, of a luxury. It shouldn't be something that is expected in, in today's NFL, where we we can't we can't expect Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, McCaffrey, Mitchell, Juice, right, to all be available for whoever our quarterback is. You know, week one all the way through week seventeen, it's going to be like you know missing pu- puzzle pieces. You know, we'll have. Debo Kittle and, you know, no Ayuk or no Eli Mitchell, but, you know, we have Debo McCaffrey and Ayuk. And- yeah, I think one thing that comes to mind for me with all the weapons that we talked about, right? Again, this is probably the deepest, most skilled set of players that we've had. And I think McCaffrey definitely puts it over the top. You know, that's when you're able to play our style of football. I think, I mean, I, I don't know, Shanahan obviously is more run heavy than, than, than he is on the passing game, but. I'm curious to see. That's one thing I'm going to look at throughout the year to see how do we keep everyone involved. Because for me, it's a rhythm thing. You know, you want to keep every player involved. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Being the scheme as much as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, imagine the uh, the flexibility of game planning. Imagine the defensive coordinator of the opposing team having to determine who who he's going to stop, you know? <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. This is a crazy team. Like, like I, I want to say we are the best team in the NFL. And I think there was a post or something I read that the team's ready, the team's eager for uh, for week one. Preseason, we're just going to see a bunch of a bunch of nobodies trying to get some roster spots. I don't think we're going to be seeing Bosa, Warner, Will, Trent Williams. I don't think we're going to see those guys. Yeah, we're going to see uh, – I'm excited to see, you know, like, uh, D Winters, I'm excited to see our kicker. We have that safety that we picked up. I think he was the first pick of the uh, of the draft. But um, you know, speaking of uh, the new safety, it was uh, it was Steve Wilkes, right? That was his pick. Was it was the third third round? Yeah, correct. It was a third round pick, Steve Wilkes. Let's let's talk about Steve Wilkes, right? Um, he's he's our third defensive coordinator since Kyle Shanahan. Became our head coach, and mm-hmm. um, the first thing that comes to mind is he's going to be with us for a while, and um, a few reasons. He's he's a little older, but he was already a head coach, right? He's coming down from his he's second already- head head coaching job, um, and I guess the excitement. Yes, I said he's the one. 
I'd say just the one because really he um, – Oh, the half with the Panthers? Uh, yeah, he was the gotcha. interim coach. But he, he's a respected guy. He's definitely been – you know, uh, he's, he's been in and around the league for, for a number of years now. Um, but the one, one thing I want to mention about Kyle Shanahan, uh, he was hired by John Gruden, right, who, of course, Gruden, Shanahan, all, all these guys, they all come from the Bill Walsh school of offense, right, the West Coast offense West Coast. and everything. Right, so his first job in the NFL was with Tampa Bay, and of course, you know, Gruden was sent traded there. By the way, we all know that history, right? So Gruden brings over you know guys from the same school of offense, but he kept the defense intact, right? Which Tony Dungy did build. Tony Dungy, of course, you know has that great the Tampa two defense with Monty Kiffin, so he kept Monty Kiffin in place with all of his defensive assistants, and when Kyle was with Tampa, he actually would work very closely with. Um, some of the defensive coaches, he would go sit in on their meetings uh, just to get an idea of, you know, the other side of it, right? Mm-hmm. There was a young coach there named Mike Tomlin who was a, a defensive assistant who worked very closely with Kyle Shanahan at that time. And he learned a lot. He said he learned a lot about, like, he said, okay, they would have an entire hour or whatever it is about during their meeting or during the game of the week just about motions, right? Okay, they're going to motion the fullback over to this side and the tight end over to the other side. And then they would talk about, okay, now linebacker's going to shift over. Then Kyle would go, wait a minute, all that happens just because of one little motion, something like that, right? Yeah. Point being, he's always, he's an offensive guy, yes, but he's always worked very closely with his defensive, defensive right? I mean, I mean, I'm not saying he has input in the game plan. You know, he lets his guys do their thing. But what I mean is when he makes a decision on a defensive coordinator, I'm definitely, you know, more than comfortable with, you know, whatever he's thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure he has he has say uh for example the Bosa pick. I'm pretty sure Kyle's in there's like, yeah, we're getting Bosa. You know, I'm pretty sure he's in there when they're choosing these first second round defensive players. I'm pretty sure he he has a little bit of insight of what what he's looking for. Uh even though, you know, it's not his I mean, technically it is his department. He's the head coach, but um everyone is kind of thinking of him of just the offensive genius, offensive, uh, offensive mind. But, um, Steve Wilkes is going to bring some stability for, I think this, this defensive coordinator position that we've had, that's, that's, uh, always on the spotlight, right? We're always on the playoffs or in Super Bowls, NFC championship games. And, um, we can, we can thank Fox for that, by the way, because they love to show Robert Sala when he was hyped up. Domingo Ryan's a little bit quieter, but, you would see him, you know, he only retired, what, five, six, seven years ago. He's a young guy, right? He has a lot of energy. So. I think 2014, so 2015. See, I think for, for a guy like Kyle Shanahan, he's a little more quiet and subdued on the sideline. I mean, you can see him. He's cussing up a storm. <laughs> he's not jumping up and down. You know, he's not making. Yeah, yeah. Steve Wilkes, yeah, like I said, just just that, uh, just the, the maturity. Not saying Kyle is not mature, but. Just to have someone that was a head coach and has been in Kyle's shoes and has had those stressing situations, you know, in game and and outside of the game. Yeah. Uh, but I do love that his special his specialty is defensive backs because something that I mentioned to you, Sean, it's it's in a way you 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 coach up your your DBs, but you spend your draft capital uh, on the D line because it's it's hard to coach up a defensive line a defensive lineman to uh, you know become this unstoppable force or even hunt down the quarterback. I think you can say that it's easier to coach up a defensive back, you know, like a safety 
um, or even a slot corner. Yeah. Right. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? No, I'm just I th- and look, there's been no mystery. I've always gotten on our secondary. That's been our weakness for a number of number of years. And pretty much anyone in the NFL, right? I mean, we just happen to have terrible luck with, with that position. But I'm I'm very excited. Well, the moment we hired Wilkes, um, you know, I'm not sure if we did an episode uh, on, on that hire. We brought it specifically, but I was pumped up. I think it's it's a slam dunk of a hire. And we're going to see improved play from our defensive backs. Not that we were bad last year, but it was, there might be a little bit of room for – Improvement in terms of playing the ball, making yeah, plays. There's going to be more wrinkles. I think he's known for his uh, DB blitz. They they all had one thing in common: what they did in college. They they all did blitz from any spot on the field. Which, if you follow the Niners the last number of years, even with Robert Sala, it was not a lot of you know disguising what the blitz is and the foreign sort of coverages. It was pretty pretty straightforward what we were doing uh, as far as blitzes. Because the coverages were a little different, but you know, a lot of this stuff even is, is way over my head. But from the breakdown I've watched and, and listened to, yeah, definitely expect some more blitzing. So defensively, of course, you know, that's uh, the secondary that's covered. There's, you know, we're we're lucky to have a couple of key anchors. Number one, in my opinion, of course, is Nick Bosa. Uh, I know a lot of Niner fans are they're probably scratching their head, wondering what's going on with them, but. Um, don't, no one should panic. It's it's just normal part of negotiations. Uh, everything I've heard, it's they're gonna they're gonna take care of him. They're gonna get him his money. Some of these things take time to iron out. The, the language, the bonuses, the structure, and like we've mentioned before here on air, an NFL contract, you probably pretty much have to have you know a background in law and someone like in finance to really truly understand what these things are uh, made up of. You know, especially with the salary cap being in play. Yeah, no, but, yeah for sure. Before I give it back to you, I want to mention, you know, this is the 49er uh, ownership group that did have a lot of flack for good reason. You know, they were they didn't have a good reputation early on. We had a couple of good years under Harbaugh, and in many people's eyes, the ownership completely threw that away. So, you know, to see them now where they are, it's it's been, you know, absolutely, it's, it's a complete 180. We've paid, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's no longer here. We paid him. Eric Armstead got his big deal. George Kittle got paid. Debo Samuel got paid. Fred Warner got paid. Trent Williams got paid. You know, a guy like Drake Greenlaw got a nice extension. So I have no doubt in my mind that Bosa is going to get, you know, big money, whatever it is. You know, he's going to be the highest paid player in NFL history or yeah. defensive something. Oh, yeah. Right? No, yeah. yeah Bosa is getting paid. Yeah, Sean, I'm not, I'm not worried, man. Week one, week one, Bosa is going to be lined up for that first defensive snap. Um, this is most likely going to be taken care of right before week three of the preseason. Um, so, like Sean mentioned, this is just things that need to be ironed out, but it's it's going to get taken care of. All right, well, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for today. Just want to have a quick update for you guys with what's going on heading into the preseason. Our first game actually is not until August 13th. We play the Las Vegas Raiders out in uh, that new palace that they built in Vegas. So game tomorrow with the Hall of Fame game. Of course, that's going to kick it off. And then we have just over a week. So we finally get to see our boys back on the field. I'll tell you what, tight as ever. And I think, you know, this is the team that fell short. They're angry. They're they're frustrated with how it ended last year. 
But we're not here to talk about last year. We're here to look forward. And I can't wait to see what we do this year. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for this year. I mean, I say it every year. We're, we're going to win the Super Bowl. But, uh, man, this, this one, in a way, feels like it's guaranteed. But uh, let's see how it goes. Preseason, excited to see some of the some of the younger players have a have a shot in the spotlight, you know, and see what they can do to try to make a try to make their way in the roster. But uh, we'll be back with another episode, um, probably before the game or right after that first game against the Raiders to kind of recap on that game. But um, I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah. Any uh, closing thoughts, Sean? That's it for me. All right, faithful. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you, guys. Thank you.